What are you smoking today? Ah, uh, blue. <laughs> blue? It's very blue. Um, it is very blue. Today we are enjoying the Ernesto Perez Carrillo uh, Pledge, which was the number one cigar of the year for 2020. And we're smoking it actually in the number one cigar of the year size, which is the prequel, a 5 by 50 box press. Uses a Connecticut Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan filler, and I believe Ecuadorian binder. I think so. Yeah. I, I always I always go over the binder. Do you always just, go over the binder. I, think I just nailed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't like when you do like the stats. I feel like the binder is like depends on the cigar. Um, I agree. I think there's certain times where a binder really the the Warhawk, for example. I think there's times that the binder plays a big role, and I think there's times it doesn't. Agreed. You know, anytime it's like a very smooth, like Connecticut wrapped Nico- uh, Dominican smoke or even Nicaraguan smoke, if it's like that smooth, mellow Monte Cristo white style, it's like the bl- binder doesn't really play a part in that. But if it's something that uses, I think the Henry Clay Warhawk is an excellent example. Something that uses a lighter wrapper in terms of color and intensity, but then a darker binder. Uh, it gives it a very good nuance, and it gives it those undertones without sacrificing its more mellow, smooth, refined quality. Um, Davidoff actually does that very well, using a lighter, you know, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Mother but Church, not, yeah, but then Mother Church as well, and then using a a bolder uh, Mother Church, same thing, but but different in terms of. Because the wrapper on there is a little darker and offers flavors, but it's a, it's a good combination of flavors. Because right. now you have the zestiness of that Ecuadorian Corojo with the richness of the broadleaf. Um, but I know that you're not the biggest broadleaf guy. You feel like it, sometimes it overwhelms the blend, but people utilizing it in a binder. Uh, I like it a lot better. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a binder technique, you know, using it no. there. It refines it out a little bit. It's, it's no longer the front and center flavor profile of right. the blend. Um, but you get all the best parts from it. That's why I think it's better, mm. personally. I mean, I don't know. I spoke to Tricky Traka yesterday. It was pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Oh. But I think it's one of those things also in the mood. Like, I'd rather go for... Because when I did I did my blend, I put the Connecticut Broadleaf in the filler. That was... that was. I tried that again. It was okay. It needs some tweaking. Oh, yeah. definitely needs some tweaking. But, but like, for a first outing, yeah, it, was, it was very, very good. I was shocked. Yeah. But. Uh, I will say the tricky chalk I had yesterday. Not the biggest fan of it in the robusto, to be honest. I prefer it in the. Not even the Toro that came out this year. I prefer it in the original one that we ranked, which I believe was a six by forty-eight. I think, I think that's the the primo size for that. Um, I didn't have the Toro yet. That's new, right? You said. Yeah, but I mean, it's I not think it's new, a six new, by fifty-two, but. so it's it's I, I I don't know I don't know what the main difference is going to be from the. The, I don't even know the name of it, but the one that we originally liked. Right. But I think he also came out with either a 60 or a 70. He came out with a ridiculous size yeah. in the Tricky Traka. What's going on with that? I don't know, man. It's coming back, apparently. And I, I, I thought it was like kind of a gag thing. But between I sent you the Asylum thing. Yep. Um, tell it, him about the Asylum thing. It's uh, called the April Fools or No Longer April Fools, whatever. Right. I, I, I don't know the whole backstory. I'm guessing they maybe posted it on April Fools, but then like... They got some interest, so they're like, all right, let's make a few boxes, but it's a nine by ninety. Uh, but Asylum also caters to that. Like that's right. their that's their like they have I remember that we used to sell them like crazy. They had the jawbreaker pack. So it was a it was like a, a humid bag. Okay. Um and said jawbreakers on it or lockjaw or something like that. And it was all of their like their seventy and sixty five and seventy ring gauges, and we used to sell them in the store like crazy. 
like crazy. It's wild. Yeah, man. I won't even like even a 60 these days kind of turns me off a little bit. Um, that's just personal, you know, of course, people again, it, it, it's more what you're looking for. I feel like people think that they're getting more bang for their buck in a bigger ring gauge because, oh, it's only a dollar more, but I get so much more cigar. They have to make like a cigar mold for that size, don't they? Mm-hmm. You got a mold. I I haven't seen one, but I'm sure they exist. But imagine like a 70 ring gauge with box press, like how weird that would look. I'm trying to think of a thick box press that's like over, it's in the 60s. They, there has to be one yeah. that I'm just not thinking of. But it's like nothing's, nothing's coming off the top of my head. There's got to be one though, right? There has to be. There has Sick to be like a... For me, so. Is it, does that come in a 60? I know it comes in like a 56. Six, I think it was. Uh, well, well, I mean, there's like the, the Añejo, like uh, the Sharks, the... the Fuente Sharks and the Don Carlos, but that's not a 60 ring box press all the way through. That starts as, as a 60 ring box right. press and then transforms into a thinner Torpedo Parejo on the back end, the Sharks. What about the Aging Quattro Nicaragua? Does he kind of have a 60 ring gauge in that? I feel like... That's their that's their thing. Well, I feel like mo- most big companies will always put out a sixty ring if they're doing something with with uh, several sizes. They always put out a sixty ring, just you know because you, you, you put ask. out a size for everything. I just so, googled it. There's the My Father Number Six Toro Gordo that's box pressed, and it's sixty. Six by sixty. Text me a picture of that. Do you have a picture of it? Yeah. We need to go like official podcast thing and put up like a screen here. And and yeah. Chris can man. The, oh yeah, man. Not not cam- man the screen, but he can like maybe instead of doing on his screen. phone, he can send stuff to the screen. I'll be Jamie two Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, no six by sixty. That's a good question to have for a blender mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I it would just, I mean, depending on the kind of box press, I mean, I'm sure you could do some kind of like oval or rounded one, but I'm thinking of like like a padrone, like a th- like a thick daddy. In a sixty, yeah. I think it'd be just. But again, like it, I know it exists visually from the the sharks, the Fuente sharks. Right. Yeah, see that looks ridiculous. Let me see. That's crazy. Yeah, it looks like a like a like a thick rectangle. That's that's too much. But what? I feel like a box pressed bigger ring gauge is better than just a Parejo bigger ring gauge, only because of how your mouth shape is. So if you're going to go, because I smoked that, what was that lunatic? Seven by seventy? Yeah. Uh, no, that was eight by eighty. Eight by eighty. So like, at least now smoking the box press, you feel like with your mouth, you're not. It's not. It's not as like wide. Right. It's so, not as wall. It's right. more like. Uh, it's more. Uh, it's more high and low yes. instead of uh, east right. and west. Well, yeah, because you got the gaps. Yeah. In all in all seriousness, how did you hold the eight by eighty? Like was like. Like this? Oh man, get carpal tunnel just from smoking. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. It looked like that 100%. picture of when Andre the Giant is holding a beer can. Yeah, <laughs> it, looked, it looked like that. You want to do some of these questions? Let's do these questions. You ready? Yeah. We Where'd got... you get these questions? YouTube. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. All, all YouTube comments people are asking, and I put the names. So we're gonna try to do at least once a month YouTube questions. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Empty stomach. It's always something. Whether you had a full stomach or an empty stomach, it's always something. I need something. to have a medium stomach. That's what I need. I need a to have eaten stomach? like an hour and a half ago. That's oh, that's perfect. Wow. It's if like, I haven't eaten like all day, it's bad. Or if I, if I just ate, it's bad. Okay. I'm full of sweet potato gnocchi. Mm. 
So Jay Lopez asked, I just started smoking cigars. What do you recommend for a good beginner chocolate blend cigar? Now, I'm going to put this in a Isn't she the one dating Ben Affleck? Probably. No, it's Jay Lopez. He was the catcher back in the day. Yes, for Atlanta Braves. Okay. So two-part question. One, let's do chocolate flavored, but like actual flavored, to then chocolate-esque cigars. Uh, in terms of a, fl- I don't know if there's one that's specifically chocolate flavored. I'm sure there's maybe one of the CAO flavors, but in terms of a flavored one with chocolate esque richness to it, that's that's infused. Um, the Tabaco Special and Dolce. the Java Dolce and the Dolce definitely, do and Dolce. the uh, the Java Rocky Patel Drew Estate yep. collab. Um, definitely for that richness, chocolatiness, hints of coffee. My buddy who just bought his house is seriously debating. Because he got like a good amount of money for his house, spending four thousand dollars for an in-wall espresso unit. Why? He really likes his coffee. Yeah, that's that's fine. I, I I told him like, listen, you know why? Put I have an issue put with four thousand of that, or put three thousand of that towards like your kid's college, and then spend a thousand dollars on just a Lavazza, like a thousand dollars Lavazza. I have I have a espresso coffee machine for I think it's three fifty. I got it for Christmas. I think it was three fifty. Forget what kind it is. I did a lot of research on it. But the problem with these machines are is that they break very easily and you have to clean them mm-hmm. every sink, like especially the cappuccino side. Like it already broke because we didn't clean it. We had you have to descale it every time you make a cappuccino. It's a pain in the ass. And you're gonna but, go spend four grand for an in in unit and then you how, gotta get a tech out there. It's a how, whole thing. How good is the espresso though? It's all right. Okay. You know why? Because it's not hot enough. Like literally, that's the thing is it needs, it's it needs, really annoying. That's why, like, I don't know why it's not like you know. The like, first like cup espresso, is cold. The second cup uh, is hotter. I like an espresso and that kind of stuff. But if I want like espresso, like I had like when I went to Italy, when we go to our our meat guy in Nutley for like holidays, we come pick up meats. I thought you were going to say your meat guy in Italy. No, you go meet my he has like a, he has like an eight hundred dollar Lavazza that like just in you know he sells them, but he has one that he uses in the, and he always gives us a free shot of espresso in like a little paper cup, and I'm like. It's perfect. I'm like, it's it's super hot. And then he puts like one and a half like raw sugars in it and to get like in a so coagulant. Oh, no, that's what you need. No, you got it. You got it. They don't need that. Um, you so, know what's really good is the um, little, I think it's more of a Cuban-esque or a, a, uh, the metal one where you put the coffee like a French at the press? bottom. No, at the bottom. And you put, I forget how it goes. It's at the bottom. There's a little casing with a filter, and you have the coffee down in there, and you pour the coffee in there, and you put it on the uh, oven, and it boils through. Like a percolator? Is that a song? No. What? Going down to the percolator. I don't. I don't no. know. You know what I'm talking about? No. I think okay. you're. I think you're. I think your back's out of whack. Yeah, I'm, I'm way out of whack. Uh, so for chocolate-esque cigars, in terms of standard premium cigars that have a chocolate-esque flavor. I mean, you're looking straight down Main Street with a San Andreas wrapper or a Broadleaf wrapper. Like, that's that's kind of where you want to hit it. Um, so, Liga Bravada number nine, um, the Micarita, uh the Tabernacle, um, the I would say Court, court Reserve, court, if you can press. find them. Well, Actually, you know what? A better one right that's, that's a more regular production, um, the La Creme, yeah. the Crown Heads. Uh, if you happen to find the Bellicoso Fino limited editions, those are exquisite. Now, would you say those are beginner, though? For a total beginner, probably the Ashton Age Maduro. That's usually where I go. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo, bango. Ashton Age Maduro. K-Swiss. 
asks, I'm new isn't to cigar a, smoking. Isn't that like a crappy brand of shoes? Yes. Okay. Is there such a cigar that is a full body smoke that has a strong creamy taste? A lot of creamy cigars seem mellow to me. I would probably say something like the Winston Churchill Late Hour has a creaminess to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, the, really? the Tricky Traca and anything anything with a broadleaf, even if it's stronger. I mean, Tricky Traca is creamy, bold. Though? It's a little, got a little creamy, like a, like a milk chocolatiness to it. Yeah. But in terms of like creamy, like a velvety cream, like that's that's. I don't think it, you'll ever find. You're not really gonna find f- it. But if you there's there's strong cigars out there that have like a milk chocolatey creaminess, okay. you know. Basically, if you, t- if you took like a heavy coffee and added in like a little half and half, it's got like a little bit of that going right. on. Uh, but in terms of a super creamy, velvety kind of thing with a bold, strong smoke, they just kind of don't really go together. Rafael Sanchez asks, I'm graduating college and would love any recommendations for a beginner that's light, mellow, and isn't longer than a 30-minute smoke. Isn't longer than a 30-minute smoke. I mean, I would go with something, uh, some kind of cigarillo then, because even a Robusto is going to run you probably 45 minutes to an yeah. hour, unless you're unless you're chugging it. I mean, it. we're still we're still going at it. Well, yeah, it was a small My Father one that came out, I think, was it this year or last Fonseca? year? Fonseca? Yeah, the Fonseca. The Fonseca? Yeah, that's not really that light, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's probably a Monte Cristo white in like a Corona size <clears throat> that you could probably do. Henry, uh, Henry Clay has a Corona size too. Henry Clay has a Corona size, but honestly, mm. I would. So, what go size for, are you looking for? Nothing would, more than uh, like, like anything below like Robusto, a, I would say. Uh, I would even go for some of the. What about the the, the Monte, like Monte Cristo white and Ashton make? Excuse me, like premium cigarillos, like using premium tobacco. So, I would even recommend one of those. You know. For you know, a, a ten of ten is going to run you. I don't know, like thirty bucks. Like I can't remember the price off the top of my head, but those would be like a like a ten fifteen minute smoke with premium tobacco, light, creamy, smooth, flavorful. Um, but here's the thing. Here's here's my biggest suggestion, and this is why I don't smoke a lot of cigars during like the week or you know I I need time. I don't smoke anything for the sake of smoking it. I don't like oh I have an hour. Let me go crush a cigar. It's not what I do. I'm in the mindset. I'm there doing it's a it's a handcrafted product. It took time. It took patience. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of money. It took a lot of creativity to to make these. I I never smoke in a rush. I, I always want to be able to sit down, relax, and enjoy the product as it was meant to be enjoyed. Now that's just me. There's people who smoke 15 cigars a day. You know, whatever they can get their hands on. That's perfectly fine. For, you know, for you as well. Um, but for me, I prefer. I agree. You know, I'm not disagreeing with that. Michael McGee asks, "What size gives off the most sweet, complex flavor profile that you ever smoked?" Michael McGee, isn't that the song with Janis Joplin? Sure. Yeah, isn't that Michael McGee? Oh, I think maybe it's Bobby McGee. Bobby McGee. Yeah. Sweet. Um, hmm. It's got to be something from Agonorsa or Illusione. Maybe the Illusione. Maybe the Epernay. Or even the uh, one-off. So, and, and anything using this is this is the uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Look for this tobacco when you look at, at cigar blends because I can't remember off the top of my head which Illusione or which which Agonorsa or even which Warped use this one specifically. But it's their Corojo ninety nine from Yalapa that I know Agonorsa uses often. I think is the 
most naturally sweet tobacco out there. I think also maybe Corojo in general, because I've seen it with the like the Ecuadorian Corojo on the Mother Church. Very nice sweetness. Like I said, it's got an, an illusione sweetness to it. But in terms of that natural tobacco sweetness, that's the ballpark. Um, obviously, with you know, even with this Connecticut Habano or with Broadleaf, there's like a more rich sweetness to it. But if you're looking for that that kind of sweetness, that's the direction I would uh, I would go in. I love that Warp 1988. Oh God! I, I like the, I like a lot of the, even the uh, the El Oso, the Bear was really good. Um, the Black Honey, the La Comina Black Honey. He does a good. He does good work. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll talk to him when we're down in. Yeah. Um, he's in. He's in Miami. Miami. Yeah. Miami. Miami. You gonna start singing Will Smith when you get down there? No, I like might. I said, I, I might want, listen to it. I want. I have the CD. Uh, I, I want that Cuban esque. You know that. Um, what's that? No, do that tonga. No, any longer. Like that's what I want. And I'm. Oh man, wait. Till, I'm gonna get the white jacket. We're going in style. I just bought okay. a pair of blue Ray Bans. Nice. It was my first adult sunglass purchase, $150. Wow. They're arriving today. Nice. Yeah. Wow, you didn't even try them on. You spent 150 bucks, huh? I ain't going to return them. It's, it's, oh, that's crazy. Know, I returned a whole sound bar through Amazon. I feel like sunglasses and shoes you can't buy online. I, I almost exclusively buy my shoes online. I can't do it. They hardly ever have my size in a store. I can't do it. Try buying 13 and a half, 14 in a store. They don't, yeah, I, also have, I also have an issue where my one foot is a 12 and the other is almost like between 11 and 11 and a half. I don't even know how you work. And I have wide. I don't, terrible. That, I don't even know how that how that happens. It's terrible. It's awful. Wide shoes are the way to go these days. Have right. to. Yep. El Presidente asks, not Barstool Press, I'm sure. Presidente is also a very good beer from uh, the Dominican I, Republic. I, mass, I passed one, but we'll go back. No, we won't go back. We'll go to James. James DiLorenzo asks, what is the main cause of a cigar to have insanely hard draws? Um... Very rarely it could be a humidity thing if it dried out a little bit too much, but mostly it's just construction. It's just when it was rolled, it was either packed too tight. Um, there could be a stem in it. You could have. I'm not trying to put the blame on you, but if you if you cut it either too deep or too shallow, um, that's the one thing with cigars is, and you get into a natural rhythm. The more you smoke cigars, like it just becomes second nature, muscle memory. But they can be a little finicky. Like like there's not a lot of leeway for cutting it wrong and still being able to enjoy it. If you cut a cigar way too deep or way too shallow, um, if you cut it too shallow, you can take you know a few extra snips off and you should be able to be okay. But cutting it too shallow, that's that could be a problem. If the cigar is overhumidified and it's too moist and it has trouble staying lit, that could be a draw issue as well. There could just be a stem in there. Um, but a lot of times, it you know, there's there's been a few times where it's been tight and I just... Once you light it up and the cigar starts losing a little bit of its moisture, kind of in this, like it'll soften up a little bit. Right. And you can kind of like maybe roll the end to, to work out the knots. They have like the know. little pin tool. Yeah. That you can kind of like yeah, but go in there if, if you have that. There's a, that there's, issue. there's, there's a lot of factors that, that go into it. Um, I mean, like and it always. Happens. And it's, yeah, it's and handmade. It El Presidente asks, how long should you wait after you season your humidor before you can throw a Bovida pack? In, in along with your cigars, he has not wait, watched our Bovida videos. Yeah, I'd, I'd wait a day. Like just a, a day would be fine. It's a day, let it let it soak in. I think I, I think maybe two days. Two Dude, days. I'm gonna. I don't even want to say this on the internet because I know we sell humidors. I don't. Even, I don't even use them anymore. Yeah, I don't. I think it's more of a uh, 
an appeal. Like the the fiftieth one, I'll use because that. But also, we built this special rack in there for Bovida packs. So right. what do you use? No. I use just uh, big airtight case. containers. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have what. One that's very expensive it was like four hundred bucks, but I bought it off my buddy for like fifty dollars. It's like a Pelican case. Then I got like a sixty dollar Pelican case from um, what's the Lowe's, but for grown ups. Uh, Lowe's. Yeah, but it's like that's like for people who are serious. Home Depot. No. Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight. Oh. Harbor Freight is not for the se- Harbor Freight's like the Walmart of. I thought Harbor Freight was like for serious, like no. people who are serious go to Harbor Freight. No. It's an off brand of Lowe's. I'm not even going to tell you our Lowe's story. You can watch my brother's watch the LPDS show to find out. By the way, we got a full refund. Did I tell you that? On a seven hundred dollar with brand new grill, brand new grill, and full refund. Wow! Yeah, it's great. Uh, you got you got to watch his Instagram video. He pulls up the the red victory guinea tea for the uh, for the victory video. <laughs> yeah, the humidor I have the big one. It just has little caps on it. It has a little like foam yeah. insert to keep it airtight, and I only keep two. Clips on it. Listen, it if, still stays. If you're if you're not a regular smoker, if you're smoking, like if you have like fifty cigars, forty cigars, do a humidor. It's a nice furniture piece. You know, it, it, it's pretty straightforward. It's like but, if you have the room. Yeah, but if anyone, if anyone, if like if you're if you have bulk, if you have like several hundred cigars, even like well, like the humidor we have for like it's just not. It's really not feasible. No, you know, like because even that that huge one we have like we were constantly running out of room in it you yep. know it also depends on your purchasing habits i very rarely buy boxes i'll get five packs i'll get 10 packs i'll get boxes sent to me um so there's not really any boxes i ever have to save but some guys buy limited boxes and like then you want something like that where you right. keep full boxes in it but i also think it's where you put your humidor in your house yeah because like up here because we're up in not really an attic, but up upstairs, heat rises, and every winter dries it out. Yeah. The humidity was last... Uh, I, I filled it yesterday, but it was solid 65. Yeah. So it's, it's, been getting, it's been getting better. John Carter. Isn't that... Uh, Isn't that the movie? Yeah. yeah. But it was a bad one, right? John Carter voice. It's not even really him. It's just his voice. Oh. He asks, when cigars come in a tin, should you keep them in the tin or take them out of the tin when you store them in your humidor? I take them out of the tin. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, like when you say tin, are you talking about like cigarillos, like in a yeah, tin of ten, or, or are you thinking like Opus when they come in that three pack tin? Uh, both. To be honest, for the cigarillos, like the cigarillos, you can leave in. Like that's fine. Well, this you know? is the question now I have for you because everybody's been asking this question: Is your humidor video? You had everything in a bag, and it now makes sense to me why you do it this way. But you have all your cigars in a bag. Tied, you know, sealed up, and then you put your Bovida bags on top of them, not in the bag. And I want an answer for you, but I'm going to let you do it because I think I know the answer, but I don't want to take it away from you. So here, the first thing is the bags aren't entirely closed. Oh, no. They're mostly closed so that they don't fall out in, in any kind of shuffle. But I leave, you know, it's like a Ziploc bag. So I snap, 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 and then I leave a hole open. And then... um because Ziploc bag, like cellophane or any any bags made in the cigar industry itself are going to be absorbable, but you, I can't guarantee a Ziploc bag is. So you need an opening for the humidity to get in there. Um, and I just throw in like uh, almost an abundance of Bovida packs just to make sure it's it's getting humidified. But uh, you know, I have the Butler, I have other hy- um, hydrometers in there to to check it out. 
But yeah, I do that. It's just like easy to store. I, I have a, an Excel sheet. I actually, my buddy built me a whole app last year. We went through everything. Um, so I know where everything is separated by company. Um, but like company within company. So like not all my Drew Estate stuff is in one bag, but all my Liga stuff is in a bag. You know, not all my Fuentes are in a bag, but all my Opus and Añejos are in a bag. Um, all my foundations are in a bag. All my Dunbartons, with the exception of the Sobre Mesa Brulee, still don't know if that's sweetened or not. <laughs> uh, those are those are in a bag. I have a whole big case just of my Crown Head stuff. Ready for so my th- theory? Yeah. Sorry, not to cut you off. Oswald did. But I personally think if the humidity around your bag now, granted, you know, you want air to get there, but air is going to be getting to the cigars. It's not sealed tight. Like I have my Ziplocs closed mm. and I throw the Boveda. I started doing what you're doing because you get so many bags. You can't, yeah. you can't just keep throwing Boveda packs in there. You know, you could, but I don't want to buy that many. So you buy them. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so my, my theory, my thought is, is well, if the atmosphere around in the airtight container is humidified to the, to what it is, whether it's closed, open, whatever the case is, they should be humidified because whatever's being released is kind of staying within the cigar because around it is the right humidity. Yeah, and also it's not, I, I don't think, oh man, then again, Ziploc bags I think can be airtight because they're supposed to, like when you put stuff in the freezer, they're supposed to be like super airtight. Listen, here's the thing, and I'm about to blow up the whole industry right now. There's not really a set of rules. If it works for you, then it works. So you're not the transporter? No. Okay. Transporter. Uh, he used to be a professional diver, like Olympic-level diver. The guy's, the guy's amazing. Oh, he's the best. That's why he was in the Meg, right? Oh, God. Oh, you're talking about? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good movie. I was gonna. He just did a new movie I was going to go see, but then I didn't. Uh, yeah, it's a good story, but you know, I I I was brought up in this industry like at the at the tail end of like the kind of old fashioned. You gotta, you know, you, sh- I, you still season a humidor if you get in like a nice humidor. You want it seasoned. You want it all taken care of. But you like this is what you have to do and constantly be on top of old distilled water. This and you got to use the solution and like that stuff all works. But so does what I do. My cigars are, I, I that that uh, tricky truck I had yesterday has been in my humidor for. One of my one of my cases for a year and a half smoked beautifully. So there's things that like definitely you shouldn't do, even if you think it works, because it in reality it doesn't. Um, never put them in a freezer or a refrigerator. Never use regular water. Never have any liquid actually touch the cigar wrapper. Like there's that stuff. But honestly, Boveda has made it so easy. You could you could basically put them in a in a dirty clothes bag and throw a Boveda pack in there, and they're gonna be fine. You know, it's it's just such a great product. So there, there you go. There you go. John Wick's voice, whatever your name is. John Carter. Mm. Harris was a far? Was a far? Was, was I would just Oh right. Harris M ask, what is the best RH level for the Placencia Ama del Fuego? And he asked that on the Placenza Placencia cigar um, review. Cigar review. I mean the relative humidity level for all cigars. I would say sixty. Between uh, between 68. between sixty eight and seventy two. Seven seventy is your but on a darker wrapper, you you want to stay no? no, not not from what I've heard. I mean, it's really no. just within that range. You you want to keep it in that range because I mean, especially going over. And I've said this time and time again, going over humidity is way more dangerous than going under. 
you start getting into 74, 75, cigars can get too moist. Beetles right. can start growing. That's that's when they thrive is like that 75 to 80, 80% humidity. I just again I keep everything down Main Street between you're between 68 and 72, you're you're fine. You're golden. Darker wrappers and stronger cigars when it comes to how long you want to humidify them, how long you want to age them, then they then that plays a difference because you don't want to overage something that's supposed to be stronger or something that's supposed to be more flavorful. You know, I'm not going to take uh, like a Partagas Black or an Opus or a Tricky Traca um, and age that for like 10, 11 years. Like it's, right. it's you're, you're, you're mellowing it out too much. Uh, but in terms of relative, relative humidity and where you want to keep, I mean, everything 68 to 72 is, nice. is at least safe. There might be something out there that if you talk to, you know, an expert like a Nestor Placencia, or like a Pepin Garcia and like, oh yeah, for darker wrappers, you want to keep it closer to 72. For lighter wrappers, you want to keep it here. I don't know that. I just know that it's always worked 68, 72. I think it would be a great question to have when we go to Miami. We're going to Miami. Miami. Raphael back. Have you ever smoked a Davidoff number two? If so, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, uh, yeah. It was good. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Is that the Cuban one? I don't know. The, 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 no, all the Cuban Davidoff names and sizes were directly translated into the early Dominican uh, ones because they basically already had the facilities built and they just switched to using Dominican tobacco from Cuban tobacco. Uh, There's a great story that, that Zeno Davidoff got so frustrated with the quality coming out of, uh, out of Cuba yeah, maybe, yeah, they actually they built their facilities later because Cuba was making it for them. I think it was actually made at El Luguito, which is the Cohiba factory. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but I think it was made at El Luguito. Um, he was so frustrated with the quality of Cubans, and this is this is not like now where like it's kind of a well known thing that they're they're kind of lacking in quality. This is back in the '80s that he took a hundred thousand Cuban Davidoffs and he burned them. Yeah, I remember that story. And now, like an unopened box of Cuban Davidoffs is like worth thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. So all the original ones, the chateaus and the number twos and the number threes. What is the number two? Which one is it? I I don't know the size off the top of my head. The the number two size, but like what? Oh, it's like blend wise. Yeah, it's one of the original kind of creamy Dominican Davidoffs, like from the like the. The Chateau series, the Anniversarios, the okay. um, the Grand Cru—it's like in that in that realm okay. of Davidoff, from what I remember. Um, I might want to Google that just to make sure I'm not an idiot, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And who does number two work for? Show that turd who's boss. <laughs> uh, Davidoff. Is that Austin Powers? Yeah. yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. Um, he's been drowning all that Shrek money. I feel like, yeah, after the love guru, he just kind of disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it comes in the tube, or at least this one does. Yeah, this is like that original signature number two. Um, yeah, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Ecuadorian Connecticut binder, Dominican Peloto filler, a six by 38 Panatella size. So, uh, they were, I mean, you don't really start seeing what. Americans would consider standard sizes in Davidoff until, you know, much later, the Millennium and uh, obviously the Davidoff Black Label series with the, uh, not the Yaguera, uh, the Amasa, the Nicaragua, 
Um, but the original Davidoff Dominicans were all in a very European style, six by thirty eights, uh, a lot of Coronas, nothing really above like a fifty, really. Right. Um, except maybe maybe a double Corona or Churchill, you know, that that kind of squeaked by. Um, very very good. I mean, there's there's something about those original Davidoffs that Davidoff I, I think has always been uh, very much ahead of the game in terms of flavor. Now I feel like a lot of companies have caught up. Like I love the late hour Winston Churchill, but there are cigars out there that are similar and in my mind on a similar level in terms of intensity, flavor, construction, you know, that whole thing. There was something about those original Davidoffs, the Signature, the Melee, the Anniversario, the Grand Crew, that in terms of a mellow, like Connecticut wrapped cigar, just on another level. Um, just like our 50th. Yeah, well, that's 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 different. That's that's a yeah, but still much good. darker, fuller body. But so good it is. But it, but comparing, like, listen, I love Monte Cristo White. Uh, I love Romeo Reserva Real. These are the cigars I've recommended to beginners for for years and years and years. You smoke one of those Davidoffs, though. It's game over. It's it's just they were able to perfectly design optimal flavor with the least amount of strength. You know. There was no like, oh, we have to give up flavor for strength. Right. We got to give up strength for flavor. There was none of that. It was full flavored, but very light in terms of its strength. Uh, crazy. I've never smoked a Cuban Davidoff. Um, I probably never would because if I ever got one, I would not smoke it. It would probably be right. very expensive. It'd probably be more of a. How many would you have to get for you to smoke one of them? I would have to get two boxes and then, two boxes just yeah. to smoke one. Yeah. Because I would, I would I need at least one box. Cigars. I would need at least one box unopened. There are some cigars I would be willing to pay for one. I don't know if a Cuban Davidoff would be one of them. Um, there's a very limited Ashton out there. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but it was released during like a, a one of the cigar aficionado dinners. I don't know, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. And it's called the Ashton, I think it's the Ashton VSG Estate Selection. I think they only made like 5,000 of them. And it's some kind of combination of like VSG filler and binder with an Opus X wrapper. Oof. And I think they made like these humidors. They came like six or seven different sizes in the humidor. And it was like 10 of each size or 12 of each size. I think the whole thing was like ten grand, and, and this is like early two thousands. Wow, um, that's like a holy grail one for me. Um, the other holy grail one I've smoked already. I think I still have one, the Tatawahe pork tenderloin. If I can find some more of those, I mean that'd be that'd be epic. But yeah, next question, Michael Beck, Michael McGee, what cigar would you pair with a Chimay Red? More of an amber ale, right? I don't know Chimay Red. I know I have the Chimay White. Is it similar? No, I think uh, blue is their darkest. I think red is their medium, and I think their white is their their lighter. I can only go off of what I know for the white one. The white one goes great with an Illusione. Like it has, because it's not. It's that I actually really. I mean, I can go for a Chimay White. I think they all. I mean, Chimay has that perfect like. You can tell this is a strong beer, but it doesn't have that bitter mm-hmm. IPA ness that a lot of these guys go crazy with now. It's like light and fresh tasting, but you can tell like it's got a kick to it. Um, it has like a little bit of a sweetness. I, I actually, I think an Illusione Epernay and a Chimay. First of all, they rhyme. 
they both have French French connotation words. Done. And I think in terms of flavor, goes very well together. That's why I got a uh, IPA. Tried a different one, and uh, I I wasn't a huge fan of it. And I offered it to like uh, I think it was my brother in law, and uh, they're like, "Nah, IPAs taste like grapefruit with dirty socks." And I took another sip of the beer, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" I'm like, "I'm," I was like, "This is." This is it. I can't even drink it anymore. You know what? What I got into right before I quit, <clears throat> before I quit beer, was um, hazy IPAs. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, ha- hazy is a little bit. It's a, oh. for me. It was a little bit better than street. Like you know. Yeah, I mean I they've gotten drink, better. I used but... to drink like IPAs simply for like the way you like the reason you would do a shot at Jack. Like it's brutal, but like mm-hmm. it's gonna get you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I remember when we were painting my room. Um, Early quarantine, like actually around this time, like May of last year, me and my roommate Pete, uh, I'm like, oh, I'll get us like like some heavy beers, like a treat for like while we're doing the room. Um, and I got us the Dogfish Head 120. If that thing ain't ice cold, it's terrible. It's it because you know why? It tastes like straight alcohol. It tastes right. like like dark, rich rubbing alcohol. Yeah, it was not. I remember there's a picture of me. I think I think my friend, I think Jill, you know Jillian. I yeah. think Jillian might have it of uh, our first holiday luncheon. When I was first in corporate six years ago now, seven years ago, down at Morris Tap and Grill, and it was my birthday. We always do those things right, always right. happen to coincide. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what kind of beers do you have? They're like, oh, this, this. We always, we just got a keg in of 120. I'm 24 years old. Work's paying for it. Christine's like, yeah, drink. You know, like we're all gonna have a good time. It's like three in the after, you know, noon yep. on a on a Thursday. I had like three of those things. I don't even know how I got home. <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, you're here. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> Andre asks, are you planning on doing all a sampler for all the 50th cigar releases at some point? At some point, yeah. I mean, we still have a lot more releases to come out, man. You know, and I, 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 I appreciate people who are going out there and, and spending the money. And I know people are like, listen, I want to try these, but this is a lot of stuff. I understand that. Um, but we Christmas time this year, we're going to have something for you guys. Um, but just with, with a celebration like this, we wanted to make these cigars special. We wanted to work with the best of the best. We didn't want to just release, you know, some nonsense and put a 50th label on it. Um, it took a lot of work to get the the brands we wanted, the tobacco we wanted, the price we wanted, the packaging we wanted. Um, the manufacturers we've worked with thus far have been absolutely outstanding. But, you know, there's there's limits on what they can do. Yeah, I would love to, you know, give us a great five dollar cigar, and we only want five hundred. Like, there's, they have rules that they have to follow in terms of quantity, in terms of, you know, how much the packaging is going to be versus the cigar. You also sometimes so, have to deal with FDA regulations. Yeah, FDA regulations, like- our own regulations in terms of packaging in our in our own facilities versus what they're going to be doing for us. Um, so everyone out there who's buying the fiftieth stuff, listen, I had a direct hand in these. Um, as did Greg, as did you know a, a, a whole team, you know, Chris as well, a whole bunch of us. Um, this was not some kind of corporate cash grab. This was we want the best of the best. Uh, and you've seen me do reviews of private labels before. You know when I'm serious about one. You know when I'm smoking in a nightshade. You know I tout that cigar. To hell and back. Basically, if you're finding stuff in our top fives, we think it's very legit. Right. 
Um, we we fight quite often with some people in terms of what goes into the top fives. Top fives are reserved for things that are legit, uh, and we we already have some of the fiftieth planned to be in top fives over the summer. So you'll get a chance to smoke one then. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the Romeo, the I mean the Agonorsa one, like that's that's eighty bucks a box ten. That's a no brainer. That cigar right. is ridiculous for eight dollars each. Uh, but I think the Mother Church one, just because maybe people don't know crown heads or if even if they do maybe uh you know oh they think it's a gimmick the the i don't know what the term is rebuyability the re- the returnability on that cigar in terms of if you smoke one the amount you're going to want to buy after that i think is going to be off the charts because right. we're already seeing it we had a good strong release of it where we sold through mostly half of our stock and then it was like a few weeks of like decent sales but now we're starting to see a big increase again because those guys who went through their first box are coming back and buying it again. Right. Um, the Davidoff one is just extraordinary. The aging room one, I thought he was I thought he was bullshitting when he said that in this size it smoked better than the size at one cigar of the year. It's very good. We we worked very hard and uh, and deep with these manufacturers to get exactly what we wanted, not for us, but for for the customer. Like these are the the best possible options in terms of price, in terms of quality, in terms of the brands, in terms of the packaging. We did the best for each to give you guys literally the full package. Said it great. I know. Practicing that in the mirror. <laughs> Wearing my fresh clean tees. Shout out. Well. Sponsor me. You got fresh new ink. So Pierce asks, this isn't cigar related, but I'd love for you to explain what your tattoos mean. So this one um, is a wildflower. Uh, I have a niece um, who is going to be three in August, um, and she is insanely awesome. You know that age, mm-hmm. you know, three. Uh, I don't want to say her name. I'm not giving out any details. Yeah, Pervs out there. <laughs> um, but she's just very vivacious. She's just she's the sweetest kid imaginable, but very active, very smart. Um, and my sister calls her the wildflower. And so my sister worked with this company that makes custom jewelry for, um, for families with kids with, uh, down syndrome or other, um, other things. I don't even want to call them issues because I think she's smarter than me. Uh, but, and, 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 uh, but for her, we did the, my sister picked the wildflower and I saw that I'm like that, that would be my next tattoo. Um, and so within like three weeks, I, designed it out and didn't know and that until now yeah so that's the wildflower and then this so the the symbol for down syndrome is the three triangles um like inner like uh you know like uh, an officer in the army has like the yeah, yeah. the yep. things on his shoulder mm-hmm. so it's like three of those try uh you know triangles is the the symbol for like the national down syndrome okay uh, awareness or the 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 charity i don't know it's one of those things i think it's the like down syndrome awareness month that's kind of like the logo right so I got these two arrows. So I have the feathers on the one arrow. See the three darker ones are those three, you know, triangles. And then I have an M in the feather of the other one for my nephew because his name starts with M. And then I have this because it's just nonsense. Yeah, because well. I, it was it was a it was a, a necklace that I had in high school when I was a retreat leader. And then I was twelve. No, I was twelve. It was two thousand twelve. I just graduated college. I'm like, let me go get my first tattoo. That's not the first really, one I've seen. Yeah, I've not never really. Uh, real, I'm gonna get it all covered up with something. Um, but I already have my next one planned out, and it's gonna be my first 
legitimate tattoo that has no meaning. And I'm going to get a compass right here. Okay. Because. Which way is pointing north? I mean, it's going to like north is. Oh, like which way is the actual thing going to yeah. be? I don't know. That's actually, that that's, that's going to be some cool, uh, what's it called? Symbolism. Symbolism. What is this? Symbolism. <laughs> Name that movie. I don't even. What? Really? <laughs> you don't know that movie? Symbol? Can you? Symbolism. symbolism. What's the symbolism? What is? What did, what did the detective say? Uh, that. Uh, what is the symbology? symbology? <laughs> Moondock Saints. Oh shit! Oh, I told you I've never seen that. I don't. And remember. you yelled at me. Yeah. You still haven't watched it? No. Dude, I watched Dumb and Dumber. You can watch Boondock Saints. You gotta I watch will. watch yeah. Boondock Saints yeah. this weekend. Come don't back. watch the sequel. Yeah, don't watch the sequel. Watch. Well, Willem Dafoe's in it, right? Yep. And then Norman and, uh, Reedus. Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flannery. Flannery. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, the the old Irish guy from the jail is uh, Billy Connolly. He's a very famous uh, Scottish stand-up comedian. Like, like legitimately like ranked top stand-up comedian of all time. He's he's great. He doesn't say a word. It is, I can't remember what they call him. They call him like the... Not the Roman. They call him something. Uh, I don't remember. They call him something. He's like... That what do you, what do you need like, all this rope for? That when they, <laughs> the Russian guys in the bar, what a great, uh, the, the bartender with the stutter. Yep. Why don't you make like a tree <laughs> and get the F out of here? <laughs> so good. Oh my God. Apparently, the, I can't remember the director's name. You probably, um, you probably know it. Troy Duffy. Yeah. Apparently he's a, he's a dick. Yeah. He's like, he, I, I feel like Entourage, uh, Billy Walsh was supposed to be Troy Duffy. But here's the thing. I love that movie as a cult movie. But that's what it is. It's a cult movie, but not. It wasn't but it wasn't but some like, like Citizen Kane where it was not really well liked but like but has become revered by critics. It's more just like dudes really like this. It's not, it's not a fight club where it's like actually has like all these layers when you get right. into it. It's just like no, this is like a cool movie like we just, it it's like a good. it's a bro movie. Like yeah. we love Boondock Saints. Billy Walsh is based off of um one of the writers, Rob Weiss. Oh, is he? But yeah. he treats that movie like it's, it's or he he, Kane, yeah. he acts yeah. like, because apparently he because he obviously he's big in Boston and he spoke at uh, Emerson where Pete went to school and apparently somebody's like, oh, why did you choose doing this like thing with the with the like with this shot and the thing is like I don't know. He's like that's just where the camera was. Like it was just such a like a right. like like I'm too cool for school. And then he made the sequel and it tanked. It was terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, so he was a, a one hit wonder, but very very good movie. Like, Fight Club was also really good. Oh, yeah. Everyone in college had a, a you, you you had one of three posters on your wall. You had Fight Club, Requiem for a Dream, or Donnie Darko. Those were like the college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the college yeah. movies. <laughs> you had any more questions there, kid? That's it. That's it. Well, we went through all of them. Bingo bango. Hmm. Man, Fight Club was really good. Nah, Boondocks. You gotta watch it this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Watch it this weekend. It's a good movie. And Shepherds we shall be for thee, my lord, to thee. But I was back on the tattoo thing. The only tattoo I was thinking of getting was metallic star on my shoulder blade. That was it. Go for it. No. I, I try not to get anything pop culture related, and my reasoning for that, that my reasoning for that is is dark, but you know, a lot of people get like Joe Rogan's always posting people getting like well, insane yeah, I, Joe Rogan tattoos. I feel like that's crazy. But you know, even if you get Iron Man, you get whatever. Yeah, My problem with it is this, and I don't want to be too dark, but you get a Joe Rogan tattoo all on your thigh, and then in a year something it turns out he's a pervert yeah. or right. something like that. 
now you're screwed. <laughs> but that's why I feel like on an Iron Man, it's like a made up. But let's say you got an Iron Man tattoo, and then a year later, Robert Downey Jr. comes out. And but he I don't. Like, I don't think that has anything. I think. To do I with think him. people. I think if somebody's. Too much. I that's think it's too, you're, you're tying that I, too close. I do not think so at all. I think anybody in the last fifteen years who thinks of Iron Man, you immediately think of Robert Downey Jr. I just think of Iron Man. Chris, come on, back me up a little bit. I mean, you, well, yeah, I think Iron Man is more like it's one person has played Iron Man. If you think of if you if somebody's like, like oh I got a yeah obviously if somebody said I got I got a Wolverine tattoo you would think it would be it's Hugh Jackman you think it's probably gonna be Hugh Jackman yeah but it's Wolverine it's not like you're doing Joe Rogan who it's him he's playing a character he's playing an actual character it's like it's not him personally now if you get a tattoo of Robert Downey Jr. as Robert Stark yeah then it's then you're like you're you're like kind of or worse get Robert Downey Jr. as Doctor Doolittle. Boy, I heard that that movie was, was whole, a whole bag of garbage. His character on Tropic Thunder. Oh, God, I don't think you could. Go, good luck getting that getting that one done. I'll read the script, script, read the so script. final thoughts. The cigar was very good. It went out on me a few times. That was on me mm-hmm. from talking, but very, very good. I would like to smoke it in a longer size. I agree. Um, this might just because you know I have my own stomach problems, but I have found that stronger Robustos recently haven't been agreeing with me. Because they're you know packed a little shorter, it's a lot more intensity and more yep. shorter space. So I like something a little more drawn out because it mellows out the blend just a tad. But I would be very very interested in smoking a Toro size of this. I um, agree with e- you. Excellent quality. I mean, it's Ernesto. The guy's a legend. Yep. I got to get you onto some of his OG stuff. Yep. The El Rico Habanos. That was a cigar that was no, like back in the day. That was you want to put some hair on your chest. It was like yep. Partagas Black, like Gloria Cubana Series Armaduro. El Rico Habana. It was all general stuff. Like general, okay. just had like the lockdown on. Like everything was like Jacob's ladder level of intensity. What? But more, especially with the El Rico Habano, definitely more spicy intensity than like a rich, heavy richness. Right. El Rico Habano, man, was just so, Felix used to smoke those all the time. I don't know why that guy's still alive. God, <laughs> Jesus, those things were so strong, man. So keep an eye out for more 50th releases coming out. Aging Room, um, a brand new JR Ultimate. Davidoff will be out. Davidoff will be out by that time, yeah. Uh, and also, get ready for our little trip, trip to Miami. Down to Miami, baby. Oh, I'm pretty pumped. I'm not at all. We need okay. to get the rights to going like to the Will Smith Miami song. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm anxious about it because of the flying. That's my. It's yeah. always your problem. Yeah. You get me all stressed out. You know that, right? Well, you here's the thing. I'm down. not worried about the flight. I was telling him before. I'm not worried about the flight at home, coming home. I can pop, pop a bunch, bunch of Xanax, and then when we get home at 5.30, I can just go home and sleep. I'm worried about the flight down there because I can't pop a bunch of Xanax, and we get there at 10 a.m., and I we have to work all day. Turn for you. I think I think it's going to be A-OK for you. But it's also that time of year where there's a lot of no, thunderstorms. <sighs> no, there's not. Yeah. What are you talking in about? In Florida in June? No. no, hurricane season is from August to... That's hurricane fun. season. I'm talking those those no, daily no, thunders. No. Man, that's Florida, bro. That's their... That's, you know... We're hopping right off that what plane. You want, you want Ted? Do we got to get, 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 get equipment? We, we, we're, we're picking up equipment? We're not picking up anything. Not picking up nothing. nothing. No picking up. First thing we're doing... Bought it all. We're going to go to Little Havana, and we're going to get some coffee. Okay. And then maybe we'll split like a Cuban sandwich. I'm not splitting anything. I'm eating a Cuban sandwich. I can't myself. have a whole Cuban sandwich. Okay, fine. I'll split it with you. I need to. I want to lose another ten pounds. Down another five. I know. Now. I, I I have to start my. I'm starting. I'm starting today. Dude, just get yourself right. I don't want you to be in pain. I feel bad for you. I know it's terrible. No, that's not. That's not like a sympathy thing. Like I, I want you to. I want you to get right. Well, I with am. the Lord. I am. 
Like you get your yeah. soul right. Yeah. But um, so far we have some really exciting stuff lined up. Um, meeting up with Rafael Nodal. We're gonna meet up with uh, the Ruben family. Which the you know, Ruben. when you when you think Miami, I think of a good Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna get a very cool we're look. About sandwiches or the people? Yeah, no, the Ruben sandwich. Okay. Uh, and then very cool look at the uh, El Titan de Bronze factory. We're gonna that's do with set, Drew right? State. Like, that's set. That's 10 a.m. They know we're going. 10 a.m. on Wednesday. That yeah. Wednesday. Sweet. Um, I'm pumped. We, we just gotta work out details of like well, what yeah, we want to see. Just want to make sure that yeah, they that's, know that's, that's where that's we're going. That's set. Okay. Uh, and then we we're still working on a, on a, on another one because we want to give you guys optimal content. But dude, even if we have a free day to just like smoke cigars around Miami, you can maybe go to some some stores or whatever. Sure, Hopefully, see my summer. friend Amanda. Yeah. You know. Um, formerly known as Zycar Amanda, now Cigar Amanda. Okay. Uh, but no, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a bump in time. I never, I've only been to Miami Airport. I mean, I've been to Florida a bunch, but I've been to Tampa. I've been to Daytona. I've been to Orlando. Um, I had a wedding been, in Miami. I never, we didn't yeah, get I've to never, really do much. I will say the Miami, um, what's it called? The airport uh, customs uh, is um, garbage. Oh, okay, good. When I came back from Nicaragua, it was two hours. And I had a flight, you know. I love Miami. I might be the only person who does. I've never been, so I'll, I'll yeah, let you know. I ran into a former Miami Heat player while I was bar hopping there. It was pretty cool. What was his name? Luol Dang. He's from New Jersey. Oh, really? And he went to Duke. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the food. I mean, everyone everyone says that it's like the place. Like Miami is like off the hook. You know, the food is apparently unbelievable. Watch Birdcage. You'll get a good... Uh, I've seen, of course I've seen it. I was thinking more CSI Miami. Yeah, that too. Just It looks like he's dead. <laughs> looks like there's sand everywhere. <laughs> Cue the who. Cue the who. <laughs> uh, and Fort Lauderdale. Isn't it like Fort Lauderdale like technically kind of still Miami? It's like it's like a half hour up the beach, really. Yeah. It's like still Fort Miami. Fort Lauderdale's nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a whole, we're, we're getting costumes and the whole deal. You're getting costumes. You don't want to dress up with me. You don't want. To, could we at least put you in a Hawaii, like a Hawaiian shirt? I, yes, like the detective with the hat. Can I get the hat? Yeah. Oh, I gotta. The, I gotta show you a picture shirt. when we when we get off this. That's what I'll All do. Right. But uh, so keep watching for more great content. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment on YouTube. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you.